Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Hazel Podcast. And this month, you can get into the all-new Nissan during the Find Your Thrill event. Finance the 2021 Nissan Murano for 0% for 60 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey, everybody. We're back for an episode of Off the Hosel, episode 107. My name is Drew Kosher. I'm your host. I'm joined by Stack Guy Rip. No Troy today, but we got Tori Codlin, the outsider slash insider for the podcast and golf and much more, our American Insider uh boys and we have a great guest on today the legit hockey insider and he can golf boom so not a bad deal we just find good guests all the time uh boys what's up what's happening what's going on fellas tori good to see you buddy coach you, you do ripper oh ripper i like that he's getting the nickname down not oh. rippy ripsy Rip City. I've been called Ripsy and I was punching on the nose. <laughs> okay, well, this is going great. So I'll go to the our number one sponsor, Nissan Regina. I'd like to mention this is a Nissan driven podcast, number one place to get near its vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle related needs, located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Boys. Tori, what's up, man? Well, like, yeah, yeah, talk, man. What's up? How are you? What's going on? Oh, oh I got to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's a shit past. Not much, man. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in this playoff right now. I'm cheering for Luke List. Okay. It, it is going on currently. We got the NFL going on. What's it's... new? What's new in your life? What's What's going on? <laughs> Not shit. I'm in some place called Ukiah, California. For all you California fans out there, I know your brother's listening. He will be. Oh yeah, he said he loves California, but no, and just in the mountains. It was actually real pretty. I got up early this morning. I had to go back to my old hotel, which is two and a half hours away. Pick up a Chilliwack Country Club pullover that I had left there. So that was my morning duties. Chilliwack. It was a beautiful drive. It's a lot better driving when you're not working. And just doing it for pleasure kind of thing. Yeah, I know for sure. So that was my morning. Awesome. Riff, what's up with you? You guys had two games this weekend. Uh, Cougar buzzer in a little bit. Uh, what's up with you? Yeah, split the weekend. Um, basically solidified ourselves a playoff spot. We were, we're not 100% in, but the team that's chasing us got to win every game for the rest of the season. 
and they play us and U of S. So, all right. Hope, hopefully, you guys don't play Mount Royal later. Fuck. Shut up. <laughs> We've only beat every team in the league except for Mount Royal. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Fuck. Yep. Hey, actually, I saw. I went to the game Friday night, and the Hazel page was buzzing. Rip gets the boys going with a freaking laser beam posting in. You see that, Tori? Sick. Freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Little Tori? No. Did you know I could score? Yeah, I did. Like on a wide open cage. Yeah. Like you, you hammered that thing. Scored, scored on a show guy. That's what I was telling yeah. everyone. So Toth was was a goalie, and he played or backed up for the Canucks last week, and then did shell for seven, five, 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 three, five, two. I was at the game. Oh, way to be there, Drew. <laughs> uh, Nags scored a sick goal. I'm never getting this twig now. That twig, he's like, oh, this twig's not getting it done for me on like Wednesday, Friday night. How are you? Bingo, backhand upstairs. Bingo, bango, bongo. It was a Jordan Everly goal. It was. Everly, send it overtime. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, so that was sick. Um, who else scored in the game? I'm trying to think. Hyder scored a nice blow blocker. Zone entry. What yeah. is it? That was textbook zone entry. Was telling that me. was sick. Three yeah. on two. Unreal. D-Man activates. How for you? Uh, Chalker. Chalker had an empty netter. He had yeah. a freebie. He had a freebie. Yeah, took a page out of my book. And thank you. UBC scored on themselves, but Doof got credit for the goal. Yeah. Oh, that, I totally forgot about that. No, Nags got it, by the way. They said Doof's unassisted. Yeah. I'll go and how about it. your goal was, I uh, had two apples. Yeah. I was like, you blocked the shot, go down the ice and score. And they're like, we got two phantom assists announced here, folks. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so walk us through what happened there on that play when uh, so they pulled their goalie down three, trying to get going here. Or down uh, delay penalty, delay penalty, pulled their goalie. Puck goes two hundred feet the other way on their own net. Shonk. That was on the ice too. I didn't like. Uh, so the guy stick handled it right into the net, basically. But Bob came up to me. He's like, "Who scored?" I'm like, I don't know, Bob. I haven't touched the puck the last minute and a half. <laughs> Literally. So the guy, went, yeah, the guy who got credit wasn't even on the ice. Next. Well, two two goal night for Nags. Yeah, definitely never seen he that. He dumped it in. That was his goal. He dumped it in. And scored two and a half minutes later. Fuck. Anyhow, he has had two. Out of, yeah, he's had a split this weekend. Yeah, uh, it was good. Uh, what else we got here? Open pit. We got a chat about last week's guest, Reese Johnson, one hundred and six nail gun. The old dick punch. That that video got a lot of views. Just under a couple couple three thousand. Are you sick? What's up? RJ was nasty. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's cool. RJ. RJ. What's up? I just thought it was funny. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Uh, they went to a Bucks game that night. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Sick. I didn't. Tori, what's up, man? Yeah. You feeling okay? Not much. I, I enjoyed listening to the uh, Reese Johnson one, especially like seeing how you guys knew him growing up and stuff and talking about eating hot dogs and fucking Pepsi and <laughs> whatever <laughs> shenanigans you guys were getting into. That was That was fun to listen to. I will take full credit. More so, his brother will take a lot more credit than I will. But bullying him as as as, as a child, he is that tough now. He's that. What tough. What's his contract? Like, what's he making? I didn't. I didn't look into that. Probably seven fifty. Yeah, I think, I think he's on a three year deal right now. But to be wrong, no. Still seven fifty. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, he's in the national league. Pretty sick. Yeah, um, that'll work. But yeah, no, it was good though. I got a lot of good feedback. I don't know you heard Turner, but um, yeah, it was good. Sweet. Okay, good, good talk, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's go to... Are we not on open pit anymore? Like, We're what are we doing pit. here? Yeah, what's up? 
I'm waiting for you to speak. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got one. Yeah. I got one. I don't know if you guys follow Holly Saunders on Facebook or Instagram. No. Okay, little ears, earmuffs. What the fuck is up with her lips? What the ones you? on her face. Ah. <laughs> uh. The ones on her face. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a long time. Who, she's who she, she's usually about? the girl that does the playing lessons, the pro, right? Like on the yeah, team. yeah. Used to be a beautiful lady. Like her body is not bad to look at, but her face right now, her lips are so like she looks like a fucking platypus. Like it's oh. it's honestly ridiculous. It's it's she looks ugly now. She used to be a beautiful lady, and now she's fucking. You're still Holly Sanders though. Yeah, her body's great. That's that's fine, but I can't look at her face. It's you might have to reach out and just you know get on the pod. We'll talk about it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I bet she. I bet she'd reply for sure. Tori, it's funny that you say that because everyone says that about me now. It's like, man, great body, but what the fuck happened to his face? Got yeah, some, I got fucking Stuck stitches everywhere. I bet you get that all the time. Lost my teeth about a month and a half ago. Yeah, I was getting the same thing. I'd rather look at your face than hers. It's it's honestly it's it's like two bananas sitting on top of her fucking like her mouth. Loaf of it man. is ridiculous. You guys got to check it out. We will. We will. Okay. So who is this? Bernie Sanders? No, Holly. <laughs> um, staying away from that one. Okay. Uh, what else is up in the open pit here? We got to you know what's what's happened this week. What's going on? I want to say one more thing. I listened to last week's episode. Yep. And I said, fuck, what game was it? Oh, Tampa Bay. I said, and then KC came back and kicked the field goal. It was not KC. I'm an idiot. It was LA. Check the game notes, bud. (laughs) Yeah. No, I fucked that up. That's my fault. It's all right. I'm taking the loss. Dash one, Tori. Dash one. Okay. Local golf talk, rumor has it, rumor mill confirmed. Scotia Wealth Open fully booked up, and there's a wait list, heavy wait list. So that's huge. Good job, Dino and the boys, and Othazel. Are you going? I think so. Yep. Yeah. It'll depend. We'll see. I'm in. You you think so? Are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm tired of being, you know, first place and then blowing it a day two. So, <laughs> but I I need a one day tournament <laughs> back to the old days, <laughs> the old order of merit tournaments. You just go show up for one day in Calvington, Saskatchewan, and, and win. Yeah, you're putting on sand greens. No, 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 those greens are legit. But okay, yeah, like you go to Mydale. Oh, so one day main prize. I'm the best one day tourney guy there is. Two days, oof. Uh, also. The Publix is planned to go May 28th to 29th. Having a meeting this, this week coming up. So get ready for that blast at the Publix. Great tournament. Tyler Wright's only won that thing a thousand times. Uh, Ryan McNall, Sean. Uh, yeah, so be ready. Watch your phones and social media for that one. Also, the Regina City Amateur is planning to go as well. Uh, they have a meeting as well. So that come this week here. So it sounds like normal entry freeze April 1st. So be on your social media and phones. What's up, Tori? What what courses are the Publinks and Regina City going to be at? 
the the publics are all as the, the publics it's the publics pub links is always at the tor hill golf course and the right. city am it's typically like a deer valley and a wasdana or deer valley and the murray so uh courses that you know everyone's familiar with down here in the south and whatnot but yeah i'm excited i'm excited to golf again man i've golfed once and i played like six holes the one time i played indoors so and i need my clubs i need my clubs yeah langer let's go <laughs> Langer. i uh i sent you a snap i saw the the stealth i was holding it in my hands i'm like oh my goodness this is nasty so i, I got, can't wait i got to look at it i can't wait to see it Come to hold it. I can't wait to like snap it into the bush, like let a drive, not the club, just snipe just hook. Snipe hook. <laughs> Are we talking about a golf club right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks for the twist face. Mm. I mean, you're talking yeah, about not being able to go left. You can't you can't wait to handle it and hold it and snap it into a bush. So I, I'm just <laughs> making sure. Oh, okay. I thought that was a Spencer's ad read. My bad. Um okay. Hockey talk. We got to bring, we'll go back to golf too, but hockey talk. Evander Kane signs, scores his first goal on Saturday night on Hockey Day in Canada. No clue, dude. What's it called? I now? love Hockey Day in Canada. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. It was out of Scarborough. Scarborough. Uh, yeah. EK91 scores his first goal as an Oiler. They win 7 1 or 7 2 over the Montreal Canadiens. They're in trouble. They Such need, a sick number. They need carry price oh, back. They're, they're, they're bad. They're drunk. They're awful. Uh, the Leafs beat the Wings seven four. Mm-hmm. What, else what a game that was! That was a wild game. I didn't. I, I watched it this morning, and yeah, it wasn't it like it was tight until the end. They scored two empty netters. Right? Yeah, Detroit was up early, and then all of a sudden the Leafs came back, tied it up. It, it was four two when I tuned in. No shit, it was. Anyways, whatever. It was four two at one point. Leafs scored twice tied it up and then it it was just it was wild after that there was a lot of goals real quick yeah no for sure um what else cole Sillinger lights up revo oh yeah my tweet got a bunch of likes for that yeah hit ryan reeves but reeves you know he he just kind of got up and said yeah laughed it off i was yeah when i saw that video i'm like what the fuck so you got a death wish (laughs) but like revo kind of just like saw who was and laughed about it yeah until playoffs. Yeah, that just kills you. <laughs> they retired uh, Henrik Lundqvist jersey. That guy's a legend. Yeah. Man rocked it too. Yeah, All big time. time. 16 seasons, eh? Pronger a couple weeks ago too. Pronger we didn't mention that. Ago, uh, <laughs> crushing a, a beer. Yeah, that was sick. That was kind of cool. Hockey Love players it. for you. What else is happening in the NHL? Oh, there's rumors has it that Claude Giroux is on the table to go to Colorado. Oh, that'd be dangerous. That's, Absolutely. That's man. just nuts. You think it'll happen? They could. Like, like, what are some big moves here? I don't I don't I mean, I'm trying to like I've watched I've watched enough NHL, but I don't pay attention enough to like you know the deals and the moves and who's hot, who's not kind of thing. Uh yeah, nothing nothing going on right now, but I would say like the deadline's coming up here, so yeah, March. Hey, how's my poison oak looking, boys? Solid, solid. <laughs> Boom. You're welcome, listeners. Um, Nathan McKinnon breaks his own nose. 
That was <laughs> tough to watch. I felt bad. That was oh my god, dirty hit. And then I watched it. I'm like, mm, it was his own stick. Yeah, his his nose had a P ninety two curve on it. Hook max height. Captain Hook. Seventy seven flex. <laughs> max blade. Um, Tori, what else you got here, pal? I don't have a whole lot. We got uh, Luke List won the playoff. All right. Um, Love it. Oh. Yeah, we got we got to talk about more golf here, boys. Absolutely, let's, you know, Brooks captured hair. Let's get right into that. What's up, Slim Shady? You guys liked in the yellow hair on him, or gold hair, or blonde hair? Boy, yep, yep. You like it? I love it. Come on, yeah, it's pretty bold. I like that. Bold move, Cotton. I didn't know that was him until they they I started watching golf. I'm like, who is this new guy? He's jacked. Looks good. And then uh, what? The reporter called him the wrong name. I think they call him Brent Kepka or something. Oh, or, no. Or, uh, Bru- oh, they call him Bruce Kepka. His name is Brooks. Fuck, remember back in like 2003, that was like the thing. Everyone was bleaching their hair and shit. Yeah, for playoffs. I did that. For yeah. I did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, post. yeah. No, I was a big hair dye guy. You got a picture. We'll post it. Tori's a big hair dye guy, he said. Was. Yeah, oh, I how, about, how about speaking of sunk, KY. He is. Oh my goodness. That's big. That is wow, impressive. Yeah. Played that many games and like you hear oh. stories and shit, what he went through to get to there. That is so incredible. It's unbelievable. And probably could happen to a better guy. No kidding. Yeah. Seems yeah. Like a, I don't think anyone has a bad thing to say about it. I actually was watching um, the, the rink shrinks. You know, our, our buddy, Brian Yandel, he was driving with his kids. You see the video? Uh, he was so they're driving to like go see Keith and like enjoy like the game, whatever. And Keithy, <laughs> and he's asking Brian's asking all his boys, like, boys, any thoughts? Blah blah blah. He's like, we're driving the shagging wagon to go see Keithy. <laughs> and I was, I loved it. Who like, calls it a shagging wagon besides you know a yandel, like Buddy or Brian or Keith? I'm sure they'd all say shagging wagon or the for the forerunner. So, forerunner. <laughs> The coast. Sorry, you gotta give a, a quick do that little quick little story. Just do a remake of it because you know it's a shadow of the TV. Of uh, the Kosovo mo- mobile? Jolly Rancha. Oh yeah. Uh here, I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Brian. This is uh what do you call that? A doppelganger or uh impersonation. Oh, it's terrible. When I heard myself do it, it, it's actually terrible, but he was talking about going to Moncton for the Memorial Cup. He said, we got in this forerunner. We called it the Kosovo Mobile. He said, it'll be all right. We'll get there. We get in there. Indeed. And a family of squirrels crawl out the back in a bag of Doritos and Jolly Ranches. That's all I got. You forgot uh, the, the so string bean. Oh, yeah, fucking string bean. It'll be all right, B-Y. We'll get there. <laughs> and then that's when they're like, he brought a $50 bill for a weekend in Vegas. Yeah, and for a week. He's like, yeah. boys, I got a 50 sheep. No, New York City. He's like, I'll get the coffee. <laughs> he brought a 50 sheep. He thought he'd last the whole week. Um, and then, yeah, anyways, long story short, congrats to Keith and you know, the animals. So uh, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, let's have the golf scores. Well, they're probably playing right now. Ah, they're probably almost done. No, they're done. Luke Lace won. I already said that. Who is who is two? Who is two, three, four, and five? And how are they? Torres lost the playoff. Uh, John Rom was up there. Hang on. 
we're waiting on it to load. John Rom, Cameron Tringali, Jason Day, T3. So that's your top five. Nice. Did you see the putt that Zaltoris missed to win the tournament? Negative. It was like he slightly pulled the putt, but like the ball's still rolling at the hole. And then it hit a bump or something like that. And it was like <laughs> straight left. And he just missed, missed by millimeters. And then he goes on to lose the, lose the playoff. Hey, what if Will Zalatoris dies his hair black? They were kind of that would look fucking weird, man. And Brooks doesn't look weird with blonde hair. I, I think it'd be funny though. Maybe mind fucks him. Dies his hair black. Well, Zalatoris is pretty pretty pale. <laughs> to see him with like black hair, it looked like that guy on Letterkenny, the <laughs> yeah. skid or whatever his name is. I know what you're talking about. I can't uh, think of his name right now. Wearing chains. The roll. He's just wearing chains. He's got the chain that like attached to your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. From his pant loops. I thought yeah. that was so cool in grade six. My mom's like, "You're not ever one of those." No, good. I think I won one. Good at, for like, her for at, looking out for her kids. Yeah. Taught me right. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, what else we got here? Not, we but it's not that great because Troy uses Android. <laughs> he used to use an iPhone and a BlackBerry. Yeah. Okay. What else we got here before we go to our guest today? We'll do grind my gears on the post. No, let's do the pre-show. People listen. What? People listen more to the pretty, I'm sure. All right. You go first. All right. I'm going to go first. You know what really grinds my gears? Fucking close talkers. <laughs> We're in COVID right now. You don't have to be two feet away from me to tell me a story. Like, if we're on opposite sides of the truck, just tell me. You don't have to walk around and get right in my fucking face and tell me a damn story <laughs> about some stupid you. shit. Walkie-talkie. Just, just, just tell me. Well, hey, you can't have it both ways. You give a guy shit for walking away, and you're walking away from a guy, and he's not talking loud enough, or mumblers, or quiet. I understand that. You don't want him in your ear. But if we're looking face-to-face, I can hear you. You don't have to, like, come and, like, pet my leg while you're telling me the story. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Turner, you're up. Um, I'm trying to figure out what grinds my gears this you know, week. You know what grinds my Turner, gears? Turner, take a second to think about it. I got another one here, too. You know what grinds my gears? Yeah. It, no. it, I don't know. If it's more of a hockey thing or I'm sure a sport thing, but after a game, people that don't wear shower sandals in – non-home shower like just wear bare feet in a shower that fifteen thousand people walk through a day that's right i think that's gross yeah probably the ring, central probably the rinks that you play at I play the cooperative where you play at I, I played the same rink though what do you mean yeah i know i know i'm just saying like just in general like I'm, if i'm playing at the brand center for example i just i don't know it just weirds me out it's ick, icky yuck Guys Ripper, you think about it one more. I got one more teed up I, here. I got one. I got one now. Fire. Okay, so. Fire. Pull. Me, me and my teammates are doing this new thing. Monday nights at Ohan's karaoke. Oh, we'll grind awesome. my gears. You know, like, you got to have a certain, like, you got to have some confidence to get up there and sing in front of people. But, dude, like, we would have guys go up there and, like, sing a song, and they'd, like, have the whole crowd would be singing with them and stuff like that. And then you'd have some just, like, lady go up there and just sing a like just like a random song, but like you couldn't hear her. You didn't know what the song was. And they, like, it'd be like, we'd have a song that'd be buzzing. And then she would just like ruin the vibe, ruin the vibe. Be like, fuck. Like, yeah. Fun leash. Like, fuck. Read the room here, kid. Yeah. 
that's that's, dope. Dope. that's my grandma gears it's like like get up there and sing a song that everyone wants to sing with you kind of thing not <laughs> don't go crawling crawling me crazy it's like no we want sandstorm on i did yeah. that one time when the patch on that run like a few years ago and i went up there i didn't sing i announced the starting lineup to sandstorm i'm like sandstorm and i'm like angle and Oheads is like wow because everyone's at the pack game what a nerd i was all right what's up tori okay i got a loser question here i'm showing turner is mute right now yeah you're right you're good okay can you hear him what's up Turner? i'm here no i can hear him i just want to make sure it was recording anyways other ground my gears and i'm sure troy has been through this for fucking like doing just grunt work like we do when the guy in the passenger seat doesn't wear the seatbelt and you start driving and it starts doing the ding, oh. ding, bang, 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 that shit, put on your fucking seatbelt. <laughs> you that's, all, that's all I have to say. Put on your damn seatbelt. Oh, in, in my dad's truck, it goes ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, it's the worst thing. Just put it on. Who speeds it up though? Just leave it at the constant same speed of ding, ding. Anyways, but yes, you're right though. It's annoying. So Fuck. my car does it when there's people in the backseat. Oh, really? Yeah. Backseat's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Oh, no, what but do you mean? As like, a driver, you're responsible. Dinging. With oh, yours does it. Yeah. Oh, shit. But this is what mine does. Ding, 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 ding. Dang, it just it gets really? so loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Just put on your damn seatbelt. Like, have we not been trained that as like from three years old and up? If just I put it on. What area you live? If in. I sit in the back seat, no way I'm putting on a seatbelt. Why? I don't know. Because you're running into the passenger seat if your head goes through. <laughs> you think you're above us because you're a cougar now? Been a cougar for three years. He's yeah. almost an alumni. <laughs> Basically. My wife's been one for like 13, but whatever. Okay. Good one. <laughs> what else we got here for uh, before we go to our guest? I got nothing. Grind my gears. Um, uh, make another Android joke. <laughs> hey, you guys got a USB charger for my phone? No, beat it. Get an iPhone. There's no- <laughs> <laughs> I love how you keep going to that. <laughs> hey, hey, no free ads, but Twizzlers Bites? Like the Twiz later, I think they call it in Canada. Like the big fat. Oh, I know what you're talking about. With oh, the so string. good. Like the little. I've string. been mowing those down. Cherry flavor. <laughs> How are you? Okay, this has been great. But now it's even even get better. Our guest today uh, was it from again? La- was it La- Landenberg? Landenberg is that a place, Tori? Saskatchewan? Landenberg? Landenberg. Never heard of it, but maybe. Okay. Well, this is where this stud is from. He is a hockey insider, can golf pretty well, but he breaks down trades, free agent frenzy with our good buddy, James Duthie. He's tight with the Bob father. And what do you call him, uh, Turner? Bobby Margarita. Bobby Margarita. I hope we get him on some point too, but today we got on Darren Drager. Drags. 107. Uh, boys, before we send it over to Darren Drager, thoughts on this fine human? No comment. Wasn't there? <laughs> Drags yeah, is good. No, but you, you fucked up seeing him on TV, Tori. Like, what, like, what are your thoughts on Darren Drager? I love him. He's awesome. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Turner, 
Dregs was good. Uh, it was good. Uh, <laughs> it was good just having a chat with him. Um, he carved you a little bit, Coach, which I love. Yeah, he did. Yeah, shredded Coach. We had, we had a new uh, studio the minute after he uh, <laughs> carved me. But, yeah, man, I thought he was cool. Just a good dude, super intelligent. Fuck. From going from Winkler, Manitoba, to Brandon, to, you know, TSN. This guy's legit. He's good at what he does. He's a great talker. Um, yeah, he, he's legit. Winkler it's it's, it's Darren Drager. Like we, we talked to a guy that I watch in my underwear on TV on, in the morning, 10 a.m., having a coffee. Oh, Scratch, scratching your bum and smelling your fingers. <laughs> What's up? Quick, quick question. Shoot. Who, who's going to find out the scoop first? Drager, the Bob father, or Elliot Friedman? Off Who gets it first? None of, uh, none of the above off the hustle. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Oh, well, lies. Uh, I'd probably go with Bob. Yeah, I, I think, wow, with Bob being like half uh, retirement, yeah. I think drags, but he's getting the info from Bob or on his own. Elliot's in solid third. Oh, I'd put Elliot A1. Yeah, well, this is a Darren Dreger podcast today, Tori. Uh, so before he never comes on again, we'll uh, we'll send it over. Drags one triple A. One, yeah, what do you say? One triple A. All right, one triple A. Here's Darren Dreger. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we are pleased to have on today a guy that is born in Red Deer, Alberta, but grew up in Saskatchewan. Probably recognize him from TSN, also known as TSN's Hockey Insider. He's excellent at his job. All-around great dude. We are pleased to have on today, Drags Darren Drager. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? Oh, good. No oh, complaints. So- I'm looking, so I'm looking at one guy here. He's got an excellent backdrop. You know, he's got uh, the brick and uh, whatever else is going on is- there with the picture. Terrific. We have big bougard in the backyard. Backyard. Yeah. No, it's fine. You're in a basement. I can tell that obviously by the by the window. Uh, and then Drew, I don't know where the hell you are, but you got to up your game in terms of the backdrop. Yeah, it's not that. Better rooms than I do. It's not ideal. Because usually we do, we, do our, we do our podcast usually indoors at a golf facility, but uh, just due to uh, some sound uh, issues with golf balls flying around, uh, I'm now doing it in my condo basement. So oh, that's all right. Trust me. Hey, even if we have to do a live interview right now, you, you're coming over here and we're setting up downstairs in the, in the basement. So, Hey, I could send you this whole beauty. I don't know if you can see it. Nice. Oh, there it is. Hey, that's lovely. <laughs> it's a little rider's tarp. Yeah, little rider's tarp for many, many, many years ago. I don't get to wear it often enough for a number of different reasons. So I thought just today, in honor of the great province of Saskatchewan, I'd come out ready. 
Okay, my first question is because like I couldn't find anything online, but where were you like living in Saskatchewan? Uh so I mean a couple of places. I, I mean I grew up on a farm, uh right between uh McNutt, Saskatchewan and Langenberg, Saskatchewan. So elementary school in McNutt, um, high school in Langenberg, played all the majority of my hockey in, in Langenberg, uh, which is right on the Yellowhead Highway. So if you're heading east into Manitoba, you're going right through the metropolis, 1,700 people strong of Langenberg, Saskatchewan. So that's, that's primarily where I uh, call home now and have for many, many years. My parents moved into Langenberg. My mom still lives there, so that's uh, that's in essence where I call home. But early roots in uh, rural Saskatchewan for sure. Awesome. Well, we love the Saskatchewan connection on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Dregs, let's get right into it here. Uh, how are things with yeah. you? What's going on? What's happening? What's what's up in your world? You know, more of the same, man. <laughs> no different than you guys. I mean, just having to you know make amendments to your life, uh, both personally and pro- professionally, and dealing with. You know, the pandemic and, uh, you know, the fact that the restrictions never seem to end. Um, and I, like, you know, we don't have to get into this deep political or philosophical conversation about it. But, you know, what you see here is is what you get for me professionally. This is, in fact, my home studio uh, in my office. And in light of Omicron and the position that TSN and Bell has had to take, um, most of us on air who have the luxury of, of having a studio like this, um, haven't really left. You know, I, I went to the Board of Governors in Florida, meetings there in early December, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, got uh, tested like no fewer than four times, PCR tested twice by NHL officials in Florida, and then two more times when I got back because a colleague of ours from Sportsnet actually tested positive uh, before leaving Florida and he was stuck in Florida. I know tough break for another 10 days. Um, but because of that, you know, then uh, bell policy, I it was essentially not quarantine or not isolated, but quarantined here at home for another 14 days. So that took me through the holidays. Um, and then the world juniors at least started. We know all know how it ended. Um, so I I've been in studio twice since the 7th of December. Um, so the majority of what I do, I'm, doing staring into uh not this camera but one very very similar so that's basically been my life for the last two plus years okay i have a question then because like a good friend of ours kelly like kelly rudy, kelly rudy his backdrop like did they just send him a backdrop and say hey work from home uh well i'm trying to think what kelly's looks like i mean normally he's in his office um yeah uh, but sportsnet one or now instead of the banner one yeah i've seen oh. that that, that tells me like he, maybe he's calling a game uh, and, and he's from somewhere else. But I did see on Saturday where that was the backdrop. So that just tells me he's, he's not at home because okay. he's got a pretty cool setup there as well. Right. And I got to tell you, like, and, and, and this is different from what Kelly would have been doing <clears throat> on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday as part of their panel. Uh, but I got a lot of time for, you know, I, here I am talking about the adjustments that I've had to make professionally they're small potatoes. Like I'm in the comforts of my home, man. I'm walking 20 steps from my kitchen, you know, to with a shirt and tie on and a pair of shorts or soft pants. So these guys are, are calling games from empty buildings where sometimes a team isn't even there. Right. I mean, you know, our guys did, uh, we did an Ottawa game, Ottawa Pittsburgh on Thursday, Gord Miller and 
Dave Poole, and we're actually in the empty building Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa calling the game while the Senators were in Pittsburgh. And Lindsay Hamilton and I were in studio. So actually, that's the third time I've been in studio. And Noodles, Jamie McLennan, was from his remote office, his home studio. So, you know, those guys are, uh, they're twisting and turning a lot more through just having to react to uh, the restrictions of COVID more than I am. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, you mentioned off the record, uh, you know, some sports, you play hockey and whatnot. Um, walk us through your hobbies and, you know, maybe how long you played hockey for. Yeah, I didn't play long. Um, my story ends pretty abruptly in the SGHL, um, where I, in fact, didn't play. <laughs> I uh, played up to midget and, uh, you know, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to advance much beyond that. Maybe could have played in the SGHL. And I remember my brother bugging me because, you know, at the time, you know, there was no internet, right? You're not getting an email from somebody saying, hey, we watched you, you're on our yeah. list. Why don't you come to, you know, camp and we'll see how it plays out. No, I mean, we got these blanket letters. So I think I got two or three letters that one particular year. But as I quickly learned out from just making some inquiries, it was nothing more than a fundraiser. So they'd invite like 80 different players and you all had to pony up like 50, 75 bucks, right? But you'd look at the roster and 80% of the roster or more was returning from the previous year. So, I mean, that was where uh, junior hockey kind of slapped me in the face. And I recognized that it was time for me to, for, for me to do something else. But kind of a, a sidebar story to that. I was so offended at the process. And, and look, I shouldn't have been. I wasn't very good. But... Um, I mean, you guys probably know this again, especially in rural Saskatchewan, like if you didn't play hockey or curled, um, you, 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 well, you had no choice. You had to curl. I mean, curling in Langeburg, Saskatchewan was part of the Vizette program. So we'd do that at least once a week in the afternoon, we'd go to a local curling rink and curl and my family, uh, you know, are a bunch of curlers. So I actually liked it. I got into it pretty competitively so when i quit hockey i uh, which again was pretty early i focused on curling and man we went to i don't know how many times we played in the province like the provincial championships lost the a final one time um jamie schneider you guys remember that name you're probably a little younger yeah um so fantastic curler terrific like that from chronos Saskatchewan, which is like the drop in a bucket. I think they had like a one sheet or a two sheet curling rink and they were developing world champions. It was ridiculous. So I flipped from hockey to curling for a few years anyway, and curled very, very competitively. So that's the extent of my, uh, of my athleticism in that sense. Well, speaking of curling, I was in grade six and I played in the bond spiel. We like did it. We had like, obviously had we had to do for gym. We did it. And then we're like, Oh, we should put a team in. And then we yeah. played, and we played like, like the Tartan Club and Regina here, the highlight. Oh, I love it. And we played against a team that they were representing Team Sask. I'm like, well, we just beat everyone. So we're like, for me, I'm a confident guy. I'm like, oh, we're going to beat these guys, no problem. <laughs> we got waxed. Like, <laughs> they had plays and systems, and these were just, yeah, we were shitty. So I'm really sure my current career came to an end real quick. I haven't curled in like 25 years, maybe more. It might be 30. And uh, some of my old curling buddies, you know, they're, they're always bugging me. And I always make up the excuse over the course of the winter. I just don't have time, which isn't really an excuse, but you can always make time for a spiel, you know, fly in on a Thursday and, you know, hopefully you're out by Saturday and you don't have to worry about Sunday, but I, I was a tuck slider. Right. So, so 
I, I'm sure now my knee would just explode if I ever tried to get into that tuck position. So I'm a happily retired curler. That's best for everybody. Go ahead. Tony. All right. Um, all right. Let's talk about you uh, going to Western Academy Broadcasting College. And then uh, you get a job, offered a job in Winkler. Yeah. Going back home, closer to home, and then you take a job in Brandon. How was that experience like? And did you like the play-by-play? I love the play-by-play. I really, truly did. Um, yeah, so that was a weird time. Um, and, you know, again, I, I grew up on a farm. I knew I didn't want a farm. And in the area, aside from agriculture, where I grew up, Langeberg, predominantly, it's it's potash mining, right? Um, and look, I mean, so many good friends um, and, and families make a real good living there. But I just could never see myself doing that, you know, just kind of, you know, that that shift working idea. It just didn't didn't click for me. So I'm driving into Yorkton, Saskatchewan with my mom one day, and this radio ad comes on for Western Academy Broadcasting. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I had the gift of gab. I could talk my way out of assignments and all kinds of things at school. So I thought, hey, you know what? I might be okay at this. And the only other thing was to go to the University of Saskatchewan because I, I, I couldn't envision living in Regina. I'm not sure why, but uh, so anyway, I applied to the University of Saskatchewan. I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try and become a phys ed teacher. Like at least there's something. And at the time, and I, it's probably the same now with the Western Academy in Saskatoon, you, you had to audition. So I went in, I auditioned, um, you know, you had to you know, write a big check. It was expensive. I'm sure it's still expensive, but I'm like, you know what, this is going to, this will work if I can get in. So I end up getting in and I uh, had a great time there. Had a great time, learned a lot in a short period of time, gave me the basic skills and tools of, uh, of, of, of getting some of the opportunities. And back then it was cassette tapes, right? <laughs> so, you know, part of the, um, the, the process of going through Western academies, they furnish you with like 25 cassette tapes, which you could send out to as many radio stations as you wanted. And I, I probably sent out a dozen or so at that time, right before we were supposed to wrap up and graduate. And I ended up actually getting three or four opportunities. And the one, uh, in Winkler was hilarious because it was like WKRP. Again, I'm dating myself. You guys are too young for that show, but, um, you know, you walk in and the, the, the interview uh, is with a guy who literally owns a used car dealership, which is like a block away from this small station. And he's got the full herb tire look like he's got the plaid pants on and the big lapels and all of this. And he's like, yeah, have you ever heard of the corn and apple festival? And I'm like, no, and he goes, well, it's a big festival here in Winkler. And you know, we have a strong radio presence there. You know, how do you feel about doing live cut-ins and things like that? You know, like they throw to me on location and I talk about what's going on at the corn and apple festival. I'm like, yeah, I think I can do that. You're hired. Can you start in like a week? <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Um, and then I'm like, as I'm going back to a friend's house where I was staying, uh, I get a call, not a cell phone call. Like my mom calls this house because Burl Clark was this gentleman's name, was a news director in Yorkton at GX94. And he calls me uh, or I call him back and he goes, hey, um, we've got a job for you. And I said, oh boy. I said, I'm in a bit of a pickle here because I just basically accepted the job in Winkler. And he goes, okay, well, you know, that's too bad. And I said, well, can you give me a couple of hours to think about it? And he said, sure. 
So anyway, I mean, the Yorkton job was way more convenient because it was like 40 minutes from my home. I could live at home uh, and I had a great time there working with some good people. Randy Atkinson uh, taught me a lot about calling play by play. He was a longtime SJHL play by play guy for the Yorkton Terriers. And away I went, went to Brandon at a wonderful opportunity there. Uh, spent a lot of time with Kelly McCremen, the Brandon Wheat Kings, Kevin Shovelayoff, who was captain of the Brandon Wheat Kings, all the good players who went through there, uh, ended up eventually in TV in Winnipeg for another five, six years, uh, and then got the job in Edmonton to host Oiler Games and be the sports director for uh, A-Channel, which was a, a small chain of television stations in the West. And then in 1998, less than a year in Edmonton, Sportsnet signs on as, a, as another national network here in Ontario. And Scott Moore calls me, and I'll never forget, he calls me. I'm actually in Dallas. The Oilers are playing the Dallas Stars in the playoffs. And I get called into the trainers from Barry Stafford is the equipment trainer for the Oilers. And he says, Dregs, there's a call for you in the trainer's office. I'm like, I thought I was getting punked. I like Kelly um, Buck, uh, Buckberger and uh, Doug White and those guys were always messing around with me. Um, so I'm like, all right, sure. I go in there and I answer the call and it's a gentleman by the name of Scott Moore. And he goes, Darren Dreger. And I'm like, yeah, Scott Moore. I'm like, sure. <laughs> and there's kind of a pause. He goes, Tell me, why have I never heard of you before? <laughs> so now I'm convinced I'm getting punked here, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I kind of, I'm like, all right, well, I just better hear this guy out before I completely burn this opportunity. And it actually was Scott Moore. And short time later, I moved to Toronto. That's unbelievable. Okay, I want to bring up, because you just mentioned, you know, got a job in Manitoba, and then you made your way to the Oilers. Uh, yeah. What was your reaction? Like, was it, like, how are you feeling? Was it like, oh my gosh, this is too fast? Or, you know, I mean, maybe I'm, you know, going too fast <laughs> to the ladder. I mean, obviously you enjoyed it, but walk us through kind of just how you went from the Western League to, you know, yeah. the NHL. You know what, um, Drew, just, just good luck, hard work, but good luck. And, you know, I, I speak to a lot of uh, progressing broadcasters and, and uh, journalists, you know, particularly here in Ontario with, you know, uh, Ryerson and, and, and all of the, uh, you know, the institutes that you can now take a variety of things, you know, including your journalism degree. And I always say the same thing, you know, you don't have the same sort of opportunities that I did back in the late eighties. You just don't. I mean, yeah. back then, basically every big town, let alone city had a small level radio station. Right. And they had a sports department because everybody wanted to know what the senior hockey team was doing, let alone, you know, the, the junior a teams, right. The tier two teams. So you got paid nothing. But you, you had an opportunity. And, and so I'm always very mindful of that. I made my mistakes, not in the classroom, uh, but live on the air and, and in dealing with people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I was always very mindful of that, always very respectful of that. And I, I think to the relationships now that I have with some of the men that I, I mentioned earlier, yeah, I butted heads with Kelly McCrimmon time and time again. I've had tough conversations with Kevin Shovelayoff and some of the other guys that I cross paths with over in the West, but there's a mutual respect for one another because they know in the end, I'm going to treat them the right way and vice versa. Um, so, you know, a big part of me um, just wishes that today's young aspiring journalists and broadcasters had the same ability to go through that path. They don't now they've got other opportunities. I mean, obviously, social media and the digital platforms that now exist 
Um, you know, I think my good friend, Rod Peterson and, and the Rod Peterson show, man, I mean, it's known globally, all kidding aside. Yeah. Well, there's a man that's worked hard. I mean, he, he's followed a similar path to me. He's just decided because of his life, he wanted to, to stay in Western Canada, where I jumped at an opportunity earlier to, to get on the network scene. And I'm sure that historically he had opportunities and probably still does. Um, so there is that side of it now that is developing for younger journalists and, and broadcasters, but it's, it's a tough field and without a work ethic and without having the relationships, you know, and that speaks to some of the people that still work in TV. I, you know, Jim Haskins, who's, uh, you know, with global, um, he was the news director at CKY television, which is now CTV Winnipeg. Um, when I was there, he became general manager of a channel in Alberta. <clears throat> and I was one of his first calls. He said, I need a sports director in Edmonton. Are you interested? Well, without, you know, working for Jim in, in Winnipeg, yeah. I probably don't get that opportunity. Who knows? Maybe I'm doing something different entirely, but again, it's, it's about the people, you know, and how you treat those people along the way that can make a difference throughout your career. Yeah, absolutely. Turner. Very good point. Um, since you made, I mean, you started local radio and you make your, you made the jump to one of the highest levels very quickly. Was there ever a point that you thought this was too much or it was too tough and wasn't for you or were you enjoying it right away? Uh, no, I enjoyed it right away. Um, but there was a time, you know, I, I think back to my days in Winnipeg, you know, and I, I jumped some steps there just because, you know, we don't have all day to talk about this, but um, yeah, there was a time when I was in Winnipeg where I'm like spinning my wheels and I'm like, Oh boy, like, what are we doing here? Like when the Winnipeg jets were, were ripped out of Winnipeg and became the Phoenix coyotes and Winnipeg, which is a proud hockey area. Um, yeah, respectfully had to, to settle and fight for the IHL at that time, the Manitoba Moose, which came from Minneapolis. And then, of course, as you know, became the uh, Manitoba Moose of the American Hockey League. I, I just I went, ah, you know, I, a taste of the NHL. And I just wondered whether or not I was ever going to have another opportunity to work in the NHL. Yeah. And my wife was in Brandon, school teacher in Brandon. So it had taken a toll on, on my personal life as well. And I had reached out to an old real estate buddy of mine in Brandon. And at the time, you needed to be sponsored by a broker before you could even take the real estate exam. Yeah. So this guy sponsored me and I was going to take the real estate exam and get the hell out of broadcasting, get out of the business. I mean, I thought, you know what, I, I, I like Manitoba. Here's where I'm going to raise a family, all of that. Um, my wife has got a good job you know, teaching in Brandon, I feel like I'm just kind of, again, spinning my tires. So maybe I should just get out and try something completely different. And, you know, I, I waited, thankfully. Um, and, and then the opportunity arose very quickly after that in Edmonton. And it was almost like a sign from the, from the, the broadcast journalism gods, Hey, you're not done yet. Get going. And I needed that because that opportunity in, in Edmonton, Re rejuvenated me and I I remember Kelly Buckberger again as a close personal friend but he's captain of the Oilers um 1997 you know Curtis Joseph is in that they had a pretty good hockey team but they weren't expected to to do that well um they win their first round and uh I'm doing a, a live hit into a channel after whatever game it was in in Colorado and uh 
Buckberger is our live guest right after the game. I mean, he's peeled his shoulder pads off, taking his skates off. He's sweating coming up there. They go live. And my first or second question is, uh, you know, hey, when this year began, you know, did you honestly think that you'd be standing here tonight in a position to advance to the second round? And he looks at me and he goes, well, put it to you this way. He goes, uh, I was reasonably confident that I'd be standing here but I had no expectation that you'd be standing here. <laughs> Pretty good burn by Bucky. Um, so look, I mean, just moments like that, that stick out and the experiences that I've had along the way in covering, man, I can't even count how many Stanley cup finals I've been to the world championships, the Olympics, you name it, I've covered it. And uh, it, it never gets old. Uh, I do. Uh, and there are days where I feel like I'm, you know, running on fumes, let alone having any gas in the tank. Uh, but I'm proud of my career. Uh, I'm proud of how hard I've had to work to to get to where I am and to sustain it, right? I mean, our industry has, has really taken it between the eyes like so many other industries have. Layoffs, not every year, like almost every quarter. You know, there are people in our industry that are losing their livelihoods. And I I never lose sight of that. And I'm very thankful and grateful each and every day that I've had the ability to continue to do what I do. Well, you are great at what you do, Dregs. And, you know, another good point here, um, summer of 06, you go to Sports Center. Uh, what was the transition like going from, you know, not only calling games now, but to more or less breaking down contracts, you know, players, free agents, you know, kind of doing what you do now? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a challenge. <laughs> I remember in 2006, uh, I had already started to morph over from uh, being a host, you know, as a national host at Sportsnet for a number of years, worked with great people there, especially on the air, good friends. Um, and and, and it, it, it was tricky, uh, you know, just, but again, using uh, experiences and relationships that I developed over time, you know, I was, I was now gathering information and was in a position where I could provide that information um, but if I rewind a little bit, like, you know, I, I didn't do a ton of play by play after leaving Brandon. Uh, I did some for the Manitoba moose. In fact, I think I'm the original voice to the Manitoba moose on TV anyway, uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, and then I, I did some for the Ottawa senators on network TV regionally back in the day for sports. And so I was kind of a, you know, kind of a Jack of all trades sort of guy there. Uh, and, Bob McKenzie in 2006, we, we kind of have a, a brief conversation <clears throat> during the Stanley Cup final in 2006, where he said, look, man, I'm tired of button heads with you. Uh, hold on a second. <clears throat> I'm drying out. Um, I'm tired of button heads with you. Um, is there any interest in, in perhaps coming over to TSN? And initially I was, I was, I mean, I'm flattered. It's TSN and it's Bob McKenzie. I'm like, I, ah, you know what? Let, let me give it some thought. I got to do a bit of soul searching here. And Scotty Morrison, um, who uh, I just looked up to, meant a ton in my career, just taught me so much in the early days, was again, essentially the news director at Sportsnet. And I just, I, I, I couldn't get my head around leaving him high and dry. I just felt like even though there was turmoil at Sportsnet off air, you know, there was a takeover with senior management and the direction we were going was bizarre. It was ridiculous. 
it was goofy. It was just everything. But in fairness, they were trying to, to win a battle against TSN that they couldn't win, traditionally speaking. So I agreed to not take the TSN job. And that was a tough call, not only to Bob, but to then the boss, Mark Moliere, um, because he was cutthroat, man. He just, yeah, I remember him telling me, look, I don't, I don't, I don't offer jobs twice. I don't. So you've, you've blown it. I've given you an opportunity to take this job. I'm not offering you a job again. All right, no problem. Well, two days later, Scott Morrison gets fired at Sportsnet. <laughs> Senior management, again, I just described what they were all about. Yeah. They cut him and Jeff McDonald, who's now one of the big TSN radio gurus right. here in Ontario, right? So those two guys who meant a lot to me, I mean, they were the backbone of all good editorially at Sportsnet, let go. Mackenzie calls me, what in the hell is going on there? And I tell him, I said, Bobby, I was on a golf course. I was playing in a golf tournament. I'm like, I don't know, but it's not good. He goes, well, he goes, I don't know that I'm going to be able to talk Miliere into giving you another crack, but are you willing? I'm like a hundred percent. If he's willing to, to engage, I'm there. And Mark called me back and, and he was as intrigued in what had happened at sports that was Scott and Jeff. Um, so that kind of softened the blow and, you know, maybe, eroded whatever pride would have prevented him from re-engaging with me but thankfully he did and a day later i signed a contract and here we are pushing 16 years at tsn love it geez what a story um since you met, met, mentioned bob margarita what was it like working with the guy like, <laughs> how much you learn from him? like would you oh. say big influence on your career enormous um i mean pioneer of what we do i mean the first hockey insider bob mckenzie uh you know in his early days of course there were fine reporters scott morrison among them and others i mean the beat reporters uh were the conduit of information they really were that's pre-twitter pre-social media pre-internet so these guys were on it and bobby was among the best so yeah i mean i i learned a, a terrific amount i uh, I learned how important it is to break news, to be on the story, all of those things. But more importantly, be right. <laughs> first, be right. And if you're first in being right, <laughs> then great. You know, you've got a breaking story. And, and that's where a lot of the adrenaline and whatnot comes from. But don't be wrong. Um, and, and, you know, Bob was, is, um, the best at juggling all kinds of different things. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's taken on the role of being semi-retired wholeheartedly. I would say he's three quarters retired, despite <laughs> the fact that, you know, they roll him out every once in a while. I mean, he still has tremendous influence with his rankings. He just did the mid-season rankings for the draft eligibles. And I'm looking forward to being shoulder to shoulder with him, hopefully uh, in March for the NHL trade deadline. But yeah, I mean, without Bobby Margarita, there's no Darren Dreger as a hockey insider. Pierre Lebrun, Chris Johnson, Elliot Friedman go down the list. Good hockey reporters, perhaps. You know, good analysts, uh, panelists, call them whatever you will. But the role of the insider, 100%, was initiated by Bob McKenzie. Dregs, I have a question. And, you know, I, I find not it's not hard. I mean, it's always hard, I guess, every day. But, like, building trust and building relationships in the hockey world, it's, you know, super tight. How hard is it, you know, to build a relationship and, you know, maybe trust is a better word, but when you're getting details on a possible trade, sign negotiations, I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, that foundation takes a while to build. 
hundred percent it does. Um, and I spoke of that trust a little bit earlier in the podcast, right? Just, you know, the relationships, you're not going to win every single story. You're just not. There are too many good people in this business. And I've mentioned basically all of them. And there are others. I mean, Emily Kaplan with ESPN. Um, yeah, I could, there's a list as long as my arm of the great reporters that cover the National Hockey League. And, and you know, when Twitter first came on board, that was a challenge for me. Um, not because uh, I was you know, now getting beat on stories. Um, I, it took me a long time to go, okay, wait a second. You know, maybe not every hockey related item has to funnel through TSN. You know, maybe I don't have to grind it out every single day looking for an injury update from the Florida Panthers. You know, these great beat people, beat reporters in in Florida do an excellent job. They're tweeting this information out. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's a pure conduit. So it took me a long time to kick my ego aside and just say, hey, no, oh, this is a good thing for me because it, it, it makes the distribution of information <clears throat> that much easier. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just the, the, the whole process is, has been challenging at times. Um, but, and, and, you know, I've, I've missed out on lots of stories over the years just because I couldn't put my sources in a tough position. And sometimes that's general managers. Sometimes that's coaches. Sometimes that's the players. It could be any level of, of the organization. More times than I can count. Uh, there wouldn't be many, and I'm not boasting. I'm just saying this. And I would say, I'm sure Friedman would say the same thing. There wouldn't be many big hockey stories <clears throat> that get out that we don't know about. And, you know, why he's first or I'm first or Frank Cervalli's first or you know, Pierre Lebrun is first or whomever, it doesn't really matter, but there wouldn't be many that we don't know about, but it's, it's the timing. It's being absolutely certain that the information you're about to pass along and make public is accurate. That matters the most. And sometimes you have to do that on the timeline of your sources and in protecting your sources. So relationships are everything. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to golf now. I mean, all right, sounds good. We've talked a lot about your life here, and um, let's talk about your golf game. How much you play in, and what's it like? Yeah, I don't play nearly as much as I used to. Um, you know, again, just timing, right? Uh, and because of that, my game is not very good, or not compared to what it used to be. I mean, I in the early days when I, my kids are gone now. So I, I'm making excuses for a lousy golf game and there's, there's no reason for that. For me now, golf is more about the socializing than it is about the actual game. Um, I mean, I'm part of team Titleist, So I go out there and, and I try my best to represent, you know, I've got the fancy irons. I got this crazy putter, which I'm convinced is going to make me a better putter because I'm an awful putter. Um, so I love the game. I, I really do. Uh, I played a golf course here locally, Royal Ashburn. Um, try and get out as often as I can. So I'm probably on average twice a week. You know, if I play 30 times over the course of a summer, um, then uh, that's pretty good. But I, we have a lake property in, in Manitoba on Lake of the Prairies. And there's a little 18-hole par three um, called uh, Prairie Lake Lodge. And, man, it is just this mint little par three 18-hole course greens are just absurdly fast and 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 crazy 
Uh, but it's just a fun golf course to play. Right. And you know, it's rural uh, Manitoba. I almost said Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's actually on the other side of the lake. Um, but there are almost no, no rules. Like, like I've seen dudes out there without a tarp on, I've seen (laughs) men and women playing without shoes on going barefoot. I mean, I've seen six sums, seven sums out there, but you know, you can play 18 holes in an hour and a half, two hours, and nobody really cares, right? Nobody cares. They're out there having fun. So that's a long winded way of uh, just, describing how poor i am now as a hey look if i shoot 83 84 right now i'm i'm ecstatic i'm ecstatic my my normal game is probably in the 85 to 87 range so but i'm vowing to work on it this year well darren everything you said this podcast so far has been great Seffrey said a titleist sponsored we're a taylor made podcast but that's okay sorry i, I, I love taylor made too that new driver man I, oh yeah like, James Duffy and Jeff O'Neill and all these guys that, that I mean, did you, do you guys follow Duffy on Instagram or on Twitter? I you texted must, right? James the other day. He got the driver. Yeah. And I was like, turn, you see with this? And I texted James. I'm like, I want one of those. And he's like, no. Cause he got like the unboxing. I was so jealous. And I texted our rep. He's like, that's for the big dogs, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, it was like, he was about to make love to the box. <laughs> oh yeah. I think like, I- Oh, like I'm, I'm surprised he didn't have gloves on, you know, <laughs> God forbid he should actually get fingerprints or yeah, peanut butter on the grip or something <laughs> absurd like that. But he's hilarious. You know, I mean, James is a terrific golfer. He hasn't always been that way. So when, when I think of a role model to get my game in check and in tune, he's who I think of, because I'm telling you, it's not that long ago. It's probably five plus years ago. He would struggle. Like he, he would, you know, go on a string of pars and then he'd take an eight or a 10, like just hit it sideways. Now, I mean, he, he, he's consistently in the seventies and he can, he can shoot 75 or lower. He can play, but there he's such a student of the game Ferrero And I make fun of him all the time because he's got every apparatus and teaching tool oh, yeah. that is on the market. And I played one summer with him and I vowed I'd never play a game. Uh, play again with him because so he had taken a lesson or he was doing this tutorial on YouTube or whatever. And whoever was teaching, it was like a, a weight transfer drill, right? So you'd have, you'd hit the ball and you'd step through. Yeah. So you'd hit and then you'd take an extra step or two. And that was just to show that you had properly shifted your weight. The transfer was accurate. He was doing it on the golf course. And every hole he was doing it and every shot on the fairway he was doing it. We're like, you look like an idiot. Like, what are you doing? So anyway, but I, I can't look at the bottom line. I can chirp him as much as I want. He's a hell of a golfer. He really is. He kicks me all over the place. So I guess that's all that matters. That match, I think with Jerry D toughened him up. He needed that. He needed a real, yeah. you know, stern talking to on the course with chirps and yeah. stuff. And he's a lot tougher now. Another, uh, yeah, another good golfer. Yeah. yeah, he's a good golfer. Uh, drags one more here, and then we're gonna go to our questions for the gallery. Um, favorite downtime thing to do? I'm sure you're you've been to the the Bob Father's cabin. I mean, what obviously you mentioned you go to your cabin on lakefront there, but I mean, what are you up to? You know, when you're not covering hockey? Ah, uh, good question. I mean, not much of late, obviously. <laughs> you know, we're 
we're not in lockdown officially here in Ontario, but more or less. I mean, you know, like restaurants, uh, pubs, things like that, you can't go into. They're closed. They're reopening at 50% capacity, I think, the end of this month. Uh, what do I do? Um, I watch a lot of football. I watch, like, I, I'll give you, as we're recording this uh, here on Monday, Sunday, I got up. Um, speaking of golf, watch Brooke Henderson, a couple of hours of that LPGA tournament of champions, um, big fan of junior hockey, a buddy of mine, his son, Adam, um, Matt Potra plays for the Guelph storm. He's a, he's a pretty highly ranked NHL draft eligible player. So watch them for a period and a half play the London Knights. Uh, then that took me into the LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a game that turned out to be. I mean, yeah. it was sideways for the first big chunk of it. Uh, and then obviously watched uh, the the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs last night. So a lot of that, um, I we sold our house in a pandemic, which is borderline insanity, but we did uh, a year and a half ago. And the house that we bought had a big three bay garage. Actually, the one I had had a four bay garage. So it kind of that's my description of downsizing. I went from a four bay to a three bay. But I said to my wife Holly when when we moved. I'm like, all right, I am going to pimp out this garage. Like you, you're not even, so just carte blanche. That's I'm just telling you, don't be surprised at what you see, but that's why I'm going to do it. We're in a pandemic and we're going to be in a lockdown and I want a place for my buddies to come and watch football, watch golf, socially distance and, and everything will be fine. So that's what we did. And so I pimped out this big garage. I got a big 90 inch screen TV. I've got stainless steel um, uh, bar. Uh, what else? Fridge, obviously, all yeah. kinds of stuff. So, you know, on occasion, not all the time, but on occasion on the weekends, a couple of my buddies will stumble in there and we'll, uh, we'll watch some sports. So that's about the extent of uh, my recreational time. Alrighty, off to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Rubber Crow, located in Regina, 100% recycled rubber. They have tons of options, rubber flooring, parking blocks, training tools, and everything, everything they sell is made out of used <clears throat> tires. It's incredible. Well worth the money. Be smart and think with your head. Choose Rubber Crow today. Call them at 306-541-9840. You guys like that? Think with your head. I liked it a lot. Deadly. That's a pretty good voice, too. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Best story you can think of covering sports or with the boys. <laughs> Maybe gone bad story. I'm kind of funny too. Oh, hmm. that's a good question. I've had some, some unique ones. Um, best is a challenge because of just, you know, all the experiences. Uh, where's the picture? I don't know if you can see it right up there. Can you see it up there? Hold on a sec. Oh yeah. Oh, so wow. who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of that guy. What's, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that was uh, the second cup in Pittsburgh. And uh, by this time I I'd, I'd, I'd kind of tried to develop the habit of getting to the captain of the Stanley cup winning team as quickly as possible while they have the cup in hand. Right. <clears throat> so the first one, you know, the players were a little bit more resilient or uh, reluctant because, 
you know, the media is out on the ice, right? Like, you know, I think the players initially, the clubs were a little reluctant, but it was a better option than having all the media charge into the, the dressing room after you've just won the Stanley Cup. I mean, you're drinking champagne, you're crushing beers, you're celebrating, you've earned it. The last thing you need, you know, is to do 50 different interviews. Yeah. So when the players kind of recognized the upside to it, they were still a little bit reluctant. So I didn't get Sid with a cup the first crack. Um, and then I reached out to him and I said, Hey, if you win again, bud, you, you got to skate over to me. That's just part of the routine here. And he did. The guy was, I was somewhat joking. Right. And he did. And so I had a similar experience with Ovechkin when the Capitals won the Stanley cup and he did the same thing. But a funny story as he's skating, you remember when the caps won the cup, I mean, you probably couldn't see it on TV because they were smart enough not to show but there was a woman behind the end boards, flashing. you know? Yeah. She's flashing. So she's, you know, <laughs> lifting her gear and like splattering up against the glass and he is killing himself laughing. Ovi can't get enough of that. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's at his time. He's, he's done his live interviews with the networks. So he skates over to me and he's just like, cackling out loud you see that you see that that's, happening. that's hilarious and so i mean that didn't quite make it to air but uh you know so those two moments uh would rank right up there in terms of the positive i mean i've got lots of negative ones where you know managers i remember brian burke years ago uh manager for the vancouver canucks at the time i've told this story before but i'll, I'll make it quick so I'm at Sportsnet at the time I'm hosting. I think we had Nick Kiprios on, on the panel with uh, maybe Scott Morrison, Bill Waters, whoever was on the panel. Eh, John Garrett could have been on there. Anyway, the Canucks are on a bit of a run. Marcus Naslin is hurt. Captain of the Canucks is hurt. Uh, broke his leg. I mean, it wasn't insignificant, but he's done. So they hang his sweater near the door of the dressing room on the way out. And the players would kind of, fist bump an empty sweater or do whatever they did going out. Well, I kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. I mean, certainly half-heartedly said to the guys, all right, I've never played at that level, obviously, but you know, he, he's got a broken leg. He's around. He's never, he's not going to play, but what sort of inspiration do you get when you, you know, tap the sweater on your way out? I mean, I, you know, again, a big part of the team, I'm not trying to downplay it, but to explain it to me. And these guys go off and I kept saying, ah, it's crazy. It doesn't mean anything. And so they just, we just hammered the Canucks for this. And Brian Burke calls me the next morning. It's like eight 15 in the morning. Um, I'm actually feeding my daughter breakfast, my infant daughter, and he rips into me F bomb after F bomb. Like, oh, do you think you are you piece of blah, 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 blah. And I mean, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't have got a word in edgewise. <laughs> and finally, I'm like, all right, I, I've had enough of being berated. And I'm like, Berkey, I'm, I, I'm literally feeding my daughter breakfast. Great. Uh, I'm like, you know, you want to continue this conversation? Let's have it on live television. I'll give you your opportunity tonight. I'll set up the camera and satellite time. <clears throat> you can take a run at me and we can try and defend why we did it. But, you know, rather than yell at me with my daughter, you know, sitting here trying to get her breakfast, let's do it on TV. And he basically tells me to pound sand yeah. in a <laughs> yeah, less than polite way. And about 10 minutes later, TC Carling, who's a, I think he was, well, he's in the media relations department of the Vancouver Canucks, calls me back. 
He goes, uh, Dregs, uh, Berkey wants to know, you guys okay? Everything good? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're fine. But yeah, you know, that's just old school sports, yeah. old school hockey. Like he was upset. He blew his stack. I pushed back. He knew that he wasn't going to, to knock me over with a feather. So rather than agree to do this nonsense on TV, he, that's his way of saying, okay, I, you're pushing back and I get it and I respect you for that, but are we good? And, and we were good. And then the other one that comes to mind real quickly, and it's just because it's so obscure. Um, in Winnipeg, Evander Holyfield comes in um, and very religious guy. So he was there for you know, some sort of religious event. He was visiting a church, speaking at a church, whatever it was. Um, and they invited me, you know, to promote this event, but to come and have a sit do a sit down interview with him while I was with Peg. And I went in there and I've been never been more intimidated by another human being in my entire life. Like his hands were like Christmas hams. Like I shook his hand and he crushed my hand. Like it was and his neck. Like I couldn't stop looking at this mountain of a human being staring back at me. And I just thought, man, uh, knowing very little about boxing, I'm like, this is one interview I'm never going to forget. And I was right at the time because I've never forgotten it. That's hilarious. All right. What's your uh, favorite post round beverage? Uh, golf yeah and what but why do you say post round i mean we're not savages we have a couple of beers on the golf course that's what we do that's why i'm a terrible golfer um (laughs) yeah full disclosure yeah i would be bud light i'm pretty simple guy and i i always equate it like people say well why do you drink bud light i'm like because my doctors have always told me you have to drink as much water as you possibly can get in your system it's 96 percent water so (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm a pretty simple prairie guy, fellas. Um, you know, if I'm going to drink on a golf course or uh, if I've got a ride home and I'm going to have a beverage post, it, it, it would be beer. I, not very often do I dip into the hard stuff on occasion. You know, I've gotten, I'm not, we talked about Bobby Margarita earlier and, and obviously he's peddling his Bobby Margaritas now. Uh, which were very tasty, by the way. Um, but traveling with Bob, bit of a wine connoisseur. Not sure you guys would get that or not. Yeah, Bobby likes his red. So over the years, I've acquired a bit of a taste for it, but I'm really the only one in my house that drinks it. So I've gotten away from that. But post-golf, it would be a Bud Light. Ultimate foursome, Dregs. Interesting. Um. <clears throat> Well, um, well, Arnold Palmer, for sure. I was going to say Nicholas, but I actually, years ago, 1997, um, followed Nicholas uh, around for, uh, uh, it was at the Skins game in Whistler, and he was playing in it. And uh, me and my brother-in-law had passes to go watch. It was Freddie Couples, Nick Faldo, uh jack nicholas and uh greg norman wow. uh, that was the skins in 97 and whistler and i don't know if jack recognized this because there wasn't a lot of media there there weren't that many people 
but they played nine holes in the morning and then they could play practice after. And so we're like, Jack Nicholas, like, why wouldn't we go watch him pound the ball for a few practice holes if that's okay? Security said, yeah, no problem. Your credentials, go ahead. Just don't bug him. Well, yeah, I'm not going to bug him. Um, so he was out there with his wife, Barbara, his son was caddying for him. And he's maybe a hole into his practice round and he sees us and we're keeping distance. Like, you know, we're like 75 yards from the tee and we're way back, you know, we're just, we're keeping our distance. Finally, the second, maybe third hole, he turns, he goes, fellas, fellas, come here. And he calls us up onto the, onto the tee and he goes, Hey, you guys here working? What are you doing? And I introduced myself and I said, yeah, we're just hanging out. You know, don't let us interrupt what you're doing. Ah, walk along. Don't be afraid. We're all good. He goes, and he, he's hitting that old three wood persimmon. I don't know if you guys remember oh, yeah. that. I'm sure he doesn't play it anymore, but it was just the smallest golf club. And he could just pure this thing. And he'd hit that thing off the deck. And it sounded like he was just splattering a marshmallow just, and it was gone. And, and, <laughs> and I it just, so, okay. I had a long-winded way. Jack should be in that foursome, but God rest his soul. Arnie Palmer. I, I've never, I never met the man, but his stories, the stories that are untold, you know, are apparently off the charts, legendary. So I would hope he'd tell a few of those. Uh, Gordy Howe would be in that foursome for sure. Um, man, beyond that, it gets a little tricky, right? Because I mean, I've been around Wayne Gretzky and some of the great NHL players of our time enough that I, I mean, it would be fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it would be fun. Um, I don't know. Maybe a legendary football player or somebody like that. I don't know. The lady that I don't know. Ovi. What's that? Lady that flashed Ovi. <laughs> yeah, no. To keep my marriage and my fifty percent, I'd probably leave her out of it. <laughs> uh, i have to give that some thought I, i'm gonna leave that four spot open for a bit because there's just so many people that i could include so many too. people still a good threesome though it's good not bad yeah rip you anymore uh handicap i know you mentioned kind of what your averages are you, yeah you got a real handicap or no uh i mean I, I didn't keep it last year, but I mean, just based on previous years and I was probably around, I may have been a bit better last year. I'm going to say I'm around at 12. Um, and for matches. Yeah. What, yeah. No, no, that's matches. exactly right. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm the guy that can, can hit it pretty deep off the tee. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty good with my long irons and my wedges. I'm just a terrible putter. So if, if, if I'm in that foursome or twosome, where I'm with a partner that can can putt, then we're okay. Yeah, we're okay. You can so make threes and fours as a twelve. You'd be a hell of a match player. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you what, Matt, for sure. So I'm, I am like I said, I've, I've vowed to work on the game a little bit more this year. So my goal is to get back to being a ten. So we'll see if that's doable. Absolutely. Okay, Dregs, I have one more here for you. We usually end off yeah. the podcast with this one. But, uh, you know, just some advice for a young listener today, whether, you know, they want to be a doctor or hockey insider or hockey pro player, whatever it is in life, just, um, you know, some success and some advice for them. Well, yeah, I mean, um, don't be afraid to dream. <laughs> just bottom line, isn't it? And it doesn't matter what, what, what job you're looking at, uh, what your passion is in life, follow it, chase it. Um, and, and I've turned my attitude on that 
probably in the last decade or so. I mentioned that I, I I've I've done a lot of this. I've I've talked to uh, a lot of schools over my time, and there was a stretch where I'd I'd go to Ryerson and their uh, sports journalism program, and I'd almost try and talk them out of it. To say, guys, you know the industry is shifting here. People are losing their jobs. Like do something else. Um, but who am I to to say that? Right? I mean, if you're passionate about it, you know, if if you really feel strongly. Um, that you can make your way in the world and, and and climb that ladder, then chase it. Why not? And it doesn't matter if it's uh, TV, if it's radio, if it's being a hockey player, uh, whatever it is, right? Um, but put your all into it. Um, don't half-ass it. Like uh, you know, I mean, and and again, if we're talking specifically about my industry, um, and I always laugh at at the people here in Toronto. You know, especially the students in these classes, where are you from Toronto? Okay, well, where do you see yourself starting? Well, it'd be great if I could get like an entry-level position at TSN or Sportsnet and, you know, kind of work my way up. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to start off air, but hopefully one day I'm on air. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you start on air and, you know, go out east, go out west, like <clears throat> go somewhere where you're going to put in time doing what ultimately you want to do. So be prepared to travel. If you think you're going to start in Toronto and end in Toronto, that's, that's not the real world and you're short circuiting your dream. So um, yeah, it doesn't matter what you are as a hockey player. I mean, there'll come a time where as hockey players or, or any sort of position in sport, you know, when you're done, you know, when the the dream is over and now you got to start getting into real life. Um, But you know, Bob's son, Mike McKenzie, told my son, Mason, this a long time ago, play hockey for as long as you can at the highest level that you can play it. And, you know, you'll know when you're done. You'll know when you're done. But don't let somebody tell you you're done. Know when you're done. So um, I got a lot of time for that as well. And I look at Mike in the career that he has, you know, as a terrific executive of the kitchen rangers here in the Ontario hockey league. So be it in hockey or in broadcasting, I think, you know, kind of the same two uh, positions and approaches should serve people. Well, well said Darren, uh, man, I appreciate this today. I know turned in is a lot of fun. Hope we can do it again down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, hope to see you back in studio, you know, day in day out, like you always are. Um, but yeah, we appreciate your time today and we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I did. Thanks for having me, fellas. For sure. Let's do it again. And uh, good luck in your quest of getting that driver. That's stealth. <laughs> Why not? Good luck. We'll get it. Thanks, Jay. Take right. care. Okay, fellas. Take care. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated. Located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling, naturally-infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Episode 107, fellas. Darren Drager, Double D, Double D on drags turner you were on for this one with me uh first off he had a sick studio in the background or, or yeah. sorry his backdrop nasty cool man he's just a cool dude i liked him he's intelligent like i said in the pre-show but 
fuck, man, it's cool like, to be those guys. I think, and they're doing what they do. Yeah, very good. Thoughts on the on the pod, Turner? It's good. We we talked about it before. <laughs> <laughs> you dumbass. All right. Told you my piece. Deadly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Directors are good. No complaints. Uh, I hope we'll do it again sometime down the road. But uh, Tori, you weren't there. I'm sure you listened to it after. Uh, Boom. Yeah. I, I know you're you're a huge Darren Dreger fan, so you know just uh, massive. You know, massive. <laughs> so just walk us through, you know what you're what you're expecting. I'm expecting pure greatness. I want to hear. I hope you guys asked the right questions. I haven't heard it yet, but I want to know how these guys get the information they get. So hopefully that'll come up. That's the point of being an insider. It's like being a magician. You never tell everyone your tricks. Yeah, or being a comedian. You never tell anyone how you create your jokes. No, that's true. A lot of them probably say they get wasted and they they sit at home and they talk to the mirror. Nah, it's funny. I like that one. And then they tell on stage, you're either in or you're out. But the insider question is funny because we, we did talk about that. We talked about, you know, how like just building trust and like, you know, make sure you're right. And yeah. there's going to be time or two you might be a little off or whatever but it is it is incredible how like they're just it seems always right it's wild no it really Tori, is Tori, we need more from you you know on that front you are supposed to be our insider so uh yeah let's uh check the game notes pal and uh figure that out for us what do you want inside info on golf sports everything what you do okay. for a living we just found out you know uh you chop down trees at shouldn't be around anymore tree killer that's pretty much what i do hike up and down dude i did fucking criminal 5.9 miles criminal. and 131 flights of stairs climb the other day so really? Holy yeah God. did you count yourself no my phone did it for me <laughs> nice boy. but i should be in shape to walk a uh, nip point if i come but it's filled up so got? what so what kind of phone do you got? It's you're not an out, Android. You're coming to play Nip one? No. Why not? Well, maybe. I don't I don't know. It depends on when I get time off. I'd love to see you in person. I Tor- met you once. Tor- Tori, are we <laughs> ever gonna golf together? Yes, 100 percent We we gotta get a trip down south. Just like find a week, all of us. Yeah, book us go. a week in Augusta or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call my people. <laughs> yeah, have your people call your people and then call our people. And we'll go yeah, from no, it'll work. It'll work for sure. But no, I'll I'll be up at some point this summer. I just don't know when or where. But right. I would love to do nip one. I I tell Dino every fucking year. It's like I want to come up. I want to come up. I want to come up. But it's just with COVID the last two summers now, yeah. coming on three, it's difficult. No, yeah, that's true. You're all talk. <laughs> You're all talking. And then traveling. Well, I'll have two kids with me, too. That's a, that's a piece of cake. <laughs> that's a piece of cake. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, well, uh, what else we got here for, uh, you know, the wrap-up, the recap of 107 with Dregs, boys? Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate the input. Uh, you're missing one thing. No, I'm just checking my notes. I'll tell you what, the next guest we have on is going to be deadlycity.com. What's yeah. that? Okay. Um, I also forgot. Can't one give it away. I forgot one thing. What did you say? 
I said our next guest is going to be awesome, but yeah, we can't we can't throw that out there yet. Another Sasky guy though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Sasky golfer champion. I'm just going to nope. leave it at that. <laughs> no, no, nope. that that's incorrecto. Um, well, an upcoming guest. Sorry, upcoming I, I guest. fucked that up there completely. It's okay. Hey, Dash two. Hey, hey Tori, check the game notes there, pal. <laughs> it's all right. Um, you know, we have different game notes than you. So, but I have to do the, my classic question. I always ask this to Turner, but maybe we'll ask Tori too. Dude, where's my, your car? Uh, Turner, where was your car at this weekend? Not a thistle. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, it was parents weekend. So after our Saturday game, we, all the players and parents went to not a thistle, had a nice yard stick. Oh, of Coors Light. Nice. There you go, Davey. Who? Yard twig. Yard twig. Yard twig. Snap it around. Yeah. <laughs> but not a thistle, hey? Well, we should we should tag him in this, and then we'll get uh, maybe yeah. some gift cards. We'll do a live show there or something. Yeah. Sick. It was like entertaining. It's it's so much pressure to drink those things because like when people see them get brought out, it's huge. Oh, those it's are three, those tall ones. Yeah, it's the three footers. Oh, okay. I'd be <laughs> I'd be going home after one of those. Great. I was sitting with Poots, Brady Puto, and they bring it out. He's like, how much beer's in there? I'm like, three yards or three feet. He's like, no, no, how many glasses? I'm like, I don't fucking know. 24 glasses? Yeah. Know, three feet? Yeah. Drink it yourself. Yeah, but like, there's like pressure when you drink it because this thing's so long and everyone watches you drink. So you're just like, half the time you're wearing the beer because it's got to come so far. But yeah. Wow. We're going to do one of those Not a thistle. Not a thistle. Shout out. Um, Tori, I know you want to shout out someone maybe you always do what's up oh let's go uh shout out sergio momesso yeah what's up serge it's good dude yeah here we go you want to tell us who that is well you're too young he played for the for the canucks back in the day (laughs) all right guys episode 107 darren drager hope you enjoyed it drags Another beauty coming up next week. Turner and Tori will talk to you next week. Everyone, check out the social handles at underscore for Hazel, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Also, check out Rubber Co. on Instagram and Twitter. New company. It is going to be buzzing. Bunch of new stuff going on there. So, check them out at Rubber Co. Peace. See ya. Sorry, I won't apologize to nobody. You play like I'm invisible, girl. Don't act like you ain't saw me. Last year was a mess, and how I